Welcome back to another fine holiday episode of Fine Beats and Cheeses, the podcast that just wants to know how much for the damn cocoon. I am Leslie Gray Streeter, a columnist for the Baltimore Banner, an author, a speaker, and a person who thinks there is no fine like LL Cool J fine. I am uh, joined by my co-host, whose name is... Uh, I am Lynn Streeter Childress. I make theater for young audiences, but also all the people. Um, and also, um, I just did the fat flush. No, I am going to, um, I'm not going to make things that I'm not going to eat and give them to the little boy who lives next door. Um, you're like, what are we talking about? You'll find out. We are conjoined. Dear Lord, we are joined, as always, by... Producer Sam. What's happening? <laughs> and our guest is a returner. Well, and I have to explain this too. So she's a returner. You've heard her co-host with me. But also, if your ears remember, she came on last year to talk about the exact same movie that we're talking about now. But because we had audio issues with some of our earlier episodes, that episode no longer exists, but in our memories and fond remembrances. So here again to talk about last holiday, the classic Queen Latifah, uh, I was going to say joint, but that's Spike Lee. Don't sue me. Um, it's Alicia Marie. Hello. Hello. I am so excited to be here for last holiday 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> can always talk about this movie love it it's so fantastic and it's a movie that people watch over and over and even when it's not christmas new year's because as we will talk about it's timeless mm -hmm. um as is the fineness of ll cool j as leslie said <sighs> you yes um so would would someone like to tell us sort of the if without going all into it the basic plot of Last Holiday? Alicia, can you do that? Sure. Um, and actually, when I was watching it, rewatching it in the wee hours this morning, mm -hmm. um, I found out that there is a. It's actually a remake. I didn't know that, and I don't know that we discussed that last year when we talked about this, but there is a Last Holiday on Crime. It was made in 1950, and it oh. is. It's an identical plot, except the main character is a man. Um, but it <laughs> and is it sort ends of this... very differently. Oh, oh, okay. So I haven't watched it. I might actually watch it. Oh, but don't. Good don't. to know. No. Oh no! <laughs> don't waste our time. Okay. Oh no no! But, it's amazing, um, but it ends very differently. What can you tell us? What happened? Well, tell us later what happens. I'm going to ask now. I want to know. I don't care about spoilers. I want to know. Spoiler. There you go. <laughs> We've warned everybody. Yeah. Go ahead. So, so this, so this version that we're talking about, that's amazing, is the 2006, correct? 2006? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Queen Latifah, LL Cool J, Tim Hutton, uh, Alicia Witt, Gerard Depardieu, um, Giancarlo Esposito, um, the guy from Flashdance, uh, what's his name, Leslie? Michael. Michael Nori. Michael Nori, right? Um, and the lady who plays his wife, and also Gunther. Um, I love, I love Miss <laughs> Gunther. Gunther isn't a class all her own. I love her. Um, you know who she reminds me of? And we'll talk about Gunther. You know who she reminds me of? Mm. It's, it's Kraus. Kraus, exactly. Frau Kraus from uh, Benson. Angus Benson, who just died. Yep. 
Did she really? Mm -hmm. So if Benson was a 1970s, 80s uh, sitcom with Robert Guillaume, all these French names, um, who that character started off as the butler for Jessica on uh, Soap and then did a spinoff where he was an assistant to the governor. And at the very end of the of the, se of the series, he was actually running against the governor. And then it, they don't renew it. They do, they didn't renew it, so no one ever knows who won. So back to the plot of this movie. <laughs> you you so, know what? So so I know I know, and it's always my job to bring you all back on. But I love the tangents, and I go on <laughs> the tangents as well. So Georgia Bird, um, she is a um, you know shy, um, just kind of she she's a I guess she's a, she's a dedicated retail worker mm -hmm. uh she lives in louisiana we, we last year we mentioned that this was kind of at least it was made in the post katrina era and um you know she she's very she she lives in a box and she she yeah. uses that phrase at some point um in the in the film she you know we see her you know she walks and she takes the bus instead of using her antique car that she keeps yes. shined up in the driveway you know she she clips coupons she not that there's anything wrong with that but she's she's clipping coupons for food she she makes these amazing meals she's a she's an at-home you know gourmet cook but um she doesn't eat any of the meals she shares them with her preteen neighbor or teenage neighbor mm -hmm. while she eats lean cuisine that I guess she bought the coupons for yes and as I was re-watching this time I just mm -hmm. was really struck by it's almost like she's punishing herself you know she, she's not enjoying she's not allowing any joy or pleasure into her life she talks about doing the flat the fat flush um you know there's just like yeah there's just like she there just doesn't seem to be a lot of joy that the, um, we see her going to church. She sings in the choir, but she's singing very softly. She won't sing right. out. The choir director, you know, kind of calls her out on it. Um, but essentially, she has an accident at work. She bumps her head, and they do a CAT scan, and um, she's told that she has three weeks to live, that she has this disease, this rare disease called Lampington's lesions, and she's got several lesions on her brain three weeks to live she also has a crush on the uh her co-worker who is played by ll cool j leslie's favorite mm -hmm. and um she has a spicy little co-worker friend too who is she's she's funny she adds she doesn't have many lines in the movie but her 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 co-worker rochelle just kind of adds some humor and she knows that uh uh Georgia has a crush on him. Okay, Shauna so let's let's, yeah. so let's stop okay. it right here. Let's stop mm -hmm. it and go and then go back and then go back up to this point. That so, so one thing I was gonna say, and the you know the, the little goofy thing that Leslie not doing in the beginning is, um, I was gonna make my pun about her book of possibilities, right? Mm -hmm. So she has this whole book of a whole life lived that she's not living, mm -hmm. and it's all about what she could do and that that just struck me so much when you said Alicia about her punishing herself it's like you can 
look but not touch like she's literally mm. making these things mm -hmm. but won't consume them because she's afraid of gaining weight or of like what it's going to do to her and she's always on the precipice of what could be good but she's afraid good for her mm. but she's afraid to do it she won't give sean any indication that she's interested in him but she'll buy two grills from him yes <laughs> and then she has a somewhat creepy stalkerish book of their faces pasted to a wedding photo right that's um, in the book of possibilities yes and so <laughs> it, it, that struck me to it and i'll expound more on this when we talk about what she does next but once she gets this um this diagnosis but that is such a thing that in this book i mean this this movie is pre-instagram and pre a lot of things but it predates a lot of what we do that we live our lives visually so that either we can look at it and pretend that's our life or other people can look at it and we can pretend that's our life and we don't actually live our life lynn and i talk all the time about when they'll go this crazy guy who was a scammer you know created like multiple people and whatever like he could have like ruled the world if he had done this legally and now he's in jail you know on on with stacy keach on american greed telling him <laughs> you know how terrible he was because you can if you get permission to channel your brilliance or your ideas mm -hmm. or your love or your efforts into something good for you and good for society that's great but either if you decide it's easier to be shady or if you decide like georgia unfortunately that she is the kind of person she's tall she's black she's she's larger she's a retail worker she's unmarried that these things make her unable to actually not only to actually get what she wants but that she refuses to live her life until she say all those lean cuisines and the fat flush take a uh, hold and she gets to the size where she wants to he's never gonna figure out sean's never gonna figure out she likes him but she never says anything to him mm -hmm. she'll just keep spending money she doesn't have um and it's just that what we do to ourselves particularly as women and i just remember watching this going this movie was a lot more deep than i thought it was going to be mm -hmm. it's about worthiness i think she, ah. does, she does not think that she's worthy of all those good things those possibilities in the book uh, and, and you know when the little boy next door is over eating a meal that she gives him that she won't eat herself and he he shouldn't snoop, but he snoops in her stuff. Yep, yep. And she like holds it to her, like, you know, what are you doing? It's like dreams that she is willing to put down, right? But not even share with anybody or not even let anybody see. And there's a, a scene that actually happens after she gets a diagnosis, but I just wanted to bring her up now. We were talking about Worthy. She has a sister who has a couple of kids and the sister calls her to say, not can you watch my kids i'm gonna need you to watch my kids mm -hmm. basically and then she says i can't and she said well she goes what else do you have to do yep and that was ah. so like ah mm -hmm. uh, so that was so i'm not well it's interesting so i'm no longer i'm not single but when I was people were surprised when I said that I had other things to do with my life besides do their things. And sometimes I literally wanted to be single and sit in my house and not talk to anybody. That is an activity. It's a uh, choice too. It's people, a choice. people make a lot of assumptions, you know, about single people, single women. And I don't, I don't know if women get 
more of the judgment single women than men but yeah they do. there is this there there is this assumption that you don't have any responsibilities you know outside of work i don't know how people think you know bills are getting paid and houses are getting clean and laundry getting done but it's not their guess house what, or, folks <laughs> it's not their house their laundry so years ago probably 25 years ago i was living in york pennsylvania and i had a friend who was older and married who was teaching me guitar she was really great i really liked her she's big she played in a bluegrass band and she was a big bluegrass fan so i was not dating anybody at the time so for valentine's day um my friend melanie whose husband was in grad school at the time in in new york was not going to be there for valentine's day and she said would you like to come hang out with me i go great so this friend of mine in york calls me and says great news i have plans for us for valentine's day and i go well because her husband was not available or he didn't want to go but she got tickets to this bluegrass band concert she goes and great we can go i go i have plans and she she caught herself but not before she said you do because in her brain, my life was already figured out. I existed as her sidekick, or at least in her brain, she goes, I know Leslie doesn't have any plans, so she'll go with me. First of all, I didn't want to go to a bluegrass concert anyway. No, if I did not have any plans, I may have gone with her just to have something to do. Nowadays, I would just go as Linda, the option of option C, I'm going to be in my house and not go anywhere. I'm go This was pre-DoorDash, but I'll walk down the street, get myself some pasta, come back in the house and move on with my life but there was this absolute idea that mm -hmm. i existed and so many people do that well you'll you can come right because what else do you have to do so this is where georgia finds herself yeah well we listeners just know singles are not your sidekick mm -hmm. <laughs> uh singles do main character stuff come on now every time i, I talk to alicia i could have said it i could have said it way differently no but that's i'm feeling brilliant. spicy but i'm trying yeah. to be polite every time i see alicia she is either on her way someplace or on her way back from someplace every time i talk she's posting i'm that's like an exaggeration she's like no it's not she goes and here i am in greece what the hell were you in greece that's, that's <laughs> i mean literally funny. This, this is what I'm talking about. Every time I look at you, here's a picture of me piloting a jet over the aisles of whatever. I'm like, when did that happen? <laughs> She's always gone. And I hate to say it, it was not, it didn't turn out to be a great trip, but it was great until the very end. But I was in Florida and Leisha goes, great news, I'm going to be there too. Oh, <laughs> last year, yeah. Yes. That was, seeing you was the best part. And yeah, before the hurricane and all the other stuff that happened. But um, yeah, that right, first they, day of sunshine and on. meeting you, it was it was a pylon. That was a trip from hell, never to happen again. But seeing you at the pool, that was a great day. That was really fun. <laughs> um, but these were planned, you know, these were these were yeah, planned trips. But and always you did have that. something to look forward to is my motto. Always you, have something to look forward to. And you to. did that because your life is full. Absolutely. And you did not need, you know. And yes, and I don't remember, you know, what George's sister looked like, honestly, but that casting is very careful in these things. And Queen Latifah now has the opportunity, anything she's in, because now she's the star, where she shows up as herself. So people will always make assumptions. Like, I love the equalizer because it's ridiculous. She's this 50-year-old woman of size, and there are always these, like, three, like, black or hispanic guys in the alley going what you saying mama and she's like kick 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 kicking everybody in the no face. they're white she kicks a lot of white guys too. white guys too yeah she's just kicking people and her and hair 
her hair never a hair out of place. Girl, she got this secret CIA okay. money. I think I only I think I've only seen Equalizer one. <laughs> I, I haven't seen any since then. But speaking of the the men, you know. I, I did notice this time too in the beginning of the movie. She's just trying to get her groceries home, and we have, you know, the guy hanging, literally hanging yeah. out of the passenger side, trying to holler. <laughs> the girl is just trying to get her groceries home. Like, I, but I want to also point out that when Sean actually gets the courage to ask her out, he, unlike the scrub in the car, uh sean has a real plan <laughs> you know he presents her with yes. uh basketball tickets and he's like i yes. we could get dinner like that is how that is a proper date that is how you plan a date none of this hollering outside the car screaming at people at gas stations um no, you know no. netflix and chill nonsense no no he asks her on a proper date but then his hopes are dashed because and he he did not assume that she was busy he said i know you're not busy he said i know you're a busy woman so i yeah. wanted to put my bid in early mm. but it's past the time that you know her time of right. her life expectancy so Ugh. she declines not telling him of course but she declines and, and so we're back in this yeah and those things so backing up a little bit so what had happened right before that scene is well so you talked about she got this thing it was three weeks to live. Her sister. Right, right. Country well, Western singer. The, yeah, her, which is hilarious. She goes, there's no black it's country so Western funny. singers, which there are yeah. a million black country Western singers. But what was funny is that when, so she gets this diagnosis, she gets another opinion. They tell her that you, you know, you're going to need to see your uh. HMO representative. And, and everyone goes, uh. And the HMO person is like, we're not going to cover this if you, but if you want to appeal and they give her two giant binders of stuff, mm. here's the process. And it's so disheartening and we've all been there and maybe you haven't, but where people tell you that things aren't covered or you have to, well, I mean, I'm just bring this down, but when our dad was, um, was, was sick, uh, he sort of towards the end they had mm. wanted to go to a cancer treatment center in america yes. and um he had the opportunity to go some years before but was doing fine with his local treatment so he didn't want it didn't want it to go and they said well why don't you wait until you're till you turn 65 later this year and then Medicare can cover it. And he said, I don't think I'm going to be alive that long. And he, and wasn't. he wasn't. So today, today. So last year, I accidentally closed the, the in a lighter note, uh, just foot pain. I accidentally closed my trap door on my foot and had no. to go to yes it was terrible you already I, had a foot thing this year that's what no that, that that's what it was that's when it was oh, oh. that was last year a year ago okay. close the thing so we go to the urgent care and urgent care can be sometimes good sometimes it's a scam because sometimes mm -hmm. they'll take your insurance and sometimes they don't so i give them my insurance and i pay them the copay and it was an expensive copay and then i had to go because then there was like um x-rays and stuff so there was a whole situation so they're like um i said should this this should be covered they go i oh, will let you know so then i get a bill for 216 dollars, and i called and said i think this is covered 
So, and they said, oh, we'll get back to you. So then I started ignoring it because I'm like, whatever. So today I call, I finally got a method, a thing a couple weeks ago. I finally opened that said, we're going to sing it to collections. I go, I should take care of this. Right. So I call prepared to prepare to retreat and just give them the money. They call me back and said, oh, we're so sorry. This was actually covered by your insurance. Did that ever come mm-hmm. in the mail? Right. And if I hadn't had them call me back, I would have gone online and paid it. You would have yeah. paid it. I would have, something told me, don't pay this. Mm-hmm. Don't pay this because I'm closing business out for the end of the year. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I'm just going to go ahead and pay it because they never told me whatever. And she goes, I'm so sorry. We were having trouble with my insurance carrier at the time, which is no longer my insurance carrier. Um, and they were saying things weren't covered. And so we just wrote it all off because we knew it was actually going to come back to us. The hoops that you have to jump through. And that wasn't like our dad who was dying or right. like Georgia who think who thinks she's dying. Yeah. That, that they wrap you in a million layers of paperwork mm-hmm. and, and and bills and stuff. Independently wealthy people, the only people who are guaranteed to live in this country. Because everybody else has to go through it was like, oh my God, we just want to talk about the Queen Latifah movie and the cocoon. Sorry. Um, well, we're gonna get to the cocoon, but you know, we and we talked about this last time. We I mean, y'all know how I feel. I'm very passionate about this issue, the healthcare yeah, issue. I know, I know. And it, it can't, it's not one that we can ignore. It's an absolute mess. As you said, when people are dying or when someone is chronically ill, you know, living with chronic illness and trying to just muster the energy to to do the appeal and to, to make the calls yeah. and to send the emails and, and all of that. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I think that this movie, even though it was 2006, um you know quite a while ago i think they did a uh, they did a good job of of handling that there's some other things oh, yeah. you know that we'll probably talk about later related to the the problems in our healthcare system mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so i think it's very real and that's one of the reasons i love this movie yes it's it's got its lighthearted moments it's yes. funny moments but it's also very real well and another real thing to that end it's so real and it's so timely still is so um, directly before Sean asks her out, she's quit her job because she's gone to her horrible manager um, to right to quit, and he he's given her this hard time up before then because she would do she worked in the cookware yes. section and she would do these um, demos and she would cook delicious things. And feed people, and he could, you're not supposed to give freebies to the freeloaders, to the moochers, basically. He's giving her such a hard time, such a hard time. But when she is planning to leave, he tells her she doesn't want to, he doesn't want her to quit because she is the only department mm. in the store that is profitable. So she is a value, but he does not tell her of her value until she's threatening to take that value away. And she says, Why didn't you ever tell me this? He said, because I was afraid you're going to do exactly what you're doing now. I and ask me for more money. And ask said, me and for I'm money. Super, yeah. And, and then, and then as she's on her way out, he's like, Oh, I'll give you 50, 50 cents an hour more. And I think he gets Absurd. up to $2, maybe like a dollar or two, like a dollar or a dollar 50, a dollar yeah. 50. <laughs> and she wasn't even asking all that, but that just struck me so much about how people don't, and I've been in those relationships, yes, where people are holding things back from you mm-hmm. 
because they don't want you to get too comfortable. And I'm not going to say people want evil people that I was with, but you know what I'm saying? Because they're trying to kind of sort of like hedge their bets. But this guy yes. was using, this yeah. guy was using not telling her how good she was because he couldn't afford for her to know that she was good. Well, because if he knows, she, if she knows she's good and she's worth something, she realizes she doesn't have to take the thing. They want you mm -hmm. to believe that you have to stay here because who else is going to hire you? Who else right. is going to date you? Who else is going to want you? Where else are you going to live? So you, they play these games with you because they, if you thought you had options, it's like we always talk about with the movie singles. I don't have to be here. I can just break up with them. Because you realize you're better than this. And the people you're with who treat you terribly also have to play head games with you so you never leave. So Georgia believes that she's dying. She has a an incredibly sad and funny interlude at her church Yeah, when she's singing. Because previous to this, she refused to sing out. And they're like, why won't you sing out, Georgia? You, nobody can hear you. So she goes to the sing and she starts having this existential conversation mm -hmm. with God where right. she's like, I was always good. I'm not a hoe like my sister. Da -da 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 -da. And she's like, why me, Lord? So of course, it, to me, this seemed incredibly funny, mostly to those of us who were raised in a black church with gospel music, because we know that a very skilled um, choir master can make, and choir director can make anything sound like a praise song yeah so, so they he yeah. she starts why me lord and they start when they echo her they're echoing everything yeah you know she's like why and they're like why but, and it becomes <laughs> but, a, but you know when she said i didn't sleep around like my sister did lord like if they had echoed her on that i would have just i was out. waiting because they I were mean, echoing everything she was saying. and they were like what but the fact that so <laughs> they're they're she they think that she's having a um a holy moment and she yeah. and she is really, but not yeah. in the way that they think. They don't, and they're mm -hmm. not asking any further about what it is she's talking right. about. Right? Why is she so upset? Right? Catching the spirit. So Georgia decides. Georgia has been a couple things. She has been cooking along with Imro Lagasse because uh, she lives in New Orleans. She's been cooking along with noted uh, New Orleans chef on his television show. You know, so the fact that she gets. She's so in her own brain when Emeril suggests drinking a little of the wine that you're putting in the poulet. She's like, ooh, it's naughty. It's like she she can't even give herself that. It's like, whatever. And she's yeah. blushing because Emeril is making racy comments with the chicken legs. You know, he's parts of the chicken's legs or whatever. He's like, ah. And she's like, ah. That was because so funny. she's so... She can't even allow it herself... Really holds. She yeah. can't even have a drink in her own kitchen. You know, that's too well. Much. She does after she gets the diagnosis. Yes, she does. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. She drinks the bottle. <laughs> drinks the bottle. So, which once again, it's it's not the same thing. It reminds me of my other favorite Christmas movie, The Holiday, when Cameron Diaz is getting <laughs> drunk and she's got all the wine bottles, and the woman in the British grocery store says, Oh, you're having a party. She goes, mm -hmm, And she's oh, drinking yeah. out the bottle. Oh, yeah. Drink the bottle. And I'm like, Yes. So, Georgia decides to go where, Alicia? Well, she decides to liquidate her IRA and she yes. books a flight to Prague um, and she books the flight. And then she also books herself at this extraordinary, you know, five-star uh, resort and wellness. And I, for the listeners, you know, we are recording this December, 2023. And I just want to, again, not to bring things down, but I feel like during this season when there's so much going on in the world, there was actually a shooting in Prague. Yep. Um, and so just, you know, holding those 
everyone affected by that um, in our in our mm -hmm. hearts at a university um, yes. at so a university sorry. yep and this is weeks after the other shooting at a university in Las Vegas but um but she decides she says I'm just gonna blow it she's like I spent all this time all these years living in a box not spending my money not yep. doing anything not cooking not eating the things I've cooked to make enjoying. good investments so she said I am just gonna go do this so that brings us to I think probably all of our favorite scene right on the plane yes so I refer to the cocoon and I flying has changed so much even in the almost 20 years 15 years whatever since this movie came out but um they take everything from you everything that used to be like the ability to have a carry-on to move your legs whatever whatever you have to pay for it so international flights still often have these crazy luxurious things they call them pods and some things they cost thousands of dollars so what, what tell us about the scene where she upgrades her scene a lot i love this i love this and i have a a story to go along with it too yes recent but so she's in coach you know and she um the guy in front of her is trying to recline his seat and she immediately there's there's really no room and as we know what it's like in any economy he's trying to recline his seat she immediately starts pushing back <laughs> physically pushing back and then he calls the flight attendant. And he's like, man, this person behind me is giving me a hard time. And so he's like, she's like okay, of course I'll. Ma'am, ma'am, the gentleman would like to recline his seat. So if you could <laughs> just move your knees, you know, lower your knees so he can. And, uh -huh. and Queen Latifah says, she says, is there a problem? She says, well, actually, yeah, there is a problem. And she gets a little liquid courage. She finishes her little, uh, you know, rum and coke. And she said, you know, <laughs> the greedy airline, they, they've crammed all these seats in. Yep. And, you know, the passengers around her are actually agreeing. I noticed yep. that this time around. They're agreeing with her. They're kind of nodding, clapping. And she's like, this is a big boy. I'm not flying all the way to front with him <laughs> in my lap. <laughs> well, ma'am, if you had, you know, if you, if you had paid for one of our cocoons, you would have plenty of room. So she's like, how much is it? Pardon? Because they don't, they don't think she can actually afforded no and they do that that so, happens a couple times in this movie uh-huh yeah yep yeah. yeah. it's just a look a pause yep she says how much for the damn cocoon which is one of my just favorite movie lines ever because she has just had it She's <laughs> so cut it. to cut to she is now in her little private cocoon they're giving her an entire bottle well she asks for the whole bottle they give her yes. a glass of champagne she's like i'll just leave the bottle here they're wheeling by a christmas turkey you know like, <laughs> it's like a whole thing she is yeah she's having a grand time what's your story um, so my story is i just you know and i think leslie you and i have talked about this i have gotten to the point and to the age where i don't mind paying for a little extra comfort and convenience yep. and i just I'm just not about the discomfort anymore. So on the Greece trip, actually, um, not not business class, not first class, but I have to tell folks, if you haven't done Economy Plus, it is worth it yes. for the, the few extra dollars to get it is. The, the extra leg room, which I think was the original dimensions, <laughs> you know, before the airline right. became greedy. But it is so worth it to have that space. But my story is actually about um, Amtrak recently. I, I oh. had to travel to New York for a family funeral and I 
I booked the business class on the way up, um, was hoping to get some work done, but I just, you know, was having Wi-Fi issues, so that didn't work. So on the way back, I was like, okay, I've got to, even though I'm tired, I'm exhausted, you know, it's a funeral, you know, so it's just lots yeah. of emotions up and down, but I was like, I've got to try to get some stuff done. I booked the Acela on the way back because, yes. you know, I'll get, I'll get home faster, sort of thinking it's only two and a half hours. Somehow in the um, booking and, you know, rushing to do everything, didn't realize that the return trip, I was in a four-seater with the table, you know, with mm. the little table. So a uh, person next to me, two young ladies across from me, you know, they pull out their lunches, you know, their <laughs> drinks. They're, they're doing what one does, you know, when you, when you book the table because you want to eat yeah, at the table, right? right? But I'm sitting here trying to like pull out my laptop, trying to make sure nothing, none of their drinks are going to spill on my laptop. And then I'm, I'm riding backwards like it was a disaster. disaster. So I lasted about 20 minutes as soon as the, um, and, and, and you know, my first thought was probably a Georgia thought of yeah. like, oh, just yeah. make it work. It's only two and a half hours. You can, you can do. And then I'm like, no, to myself, no, absolutely not. You're, you're not going to be able to really get anything done. You're just, you're completely uncomfortable right now. And. December 2023, COVID, lots of things still circulating. Yes. You know, I'm masked. None of them are masked. And now I'm going to sit for two and a half hours with unmasked people in my face in a tight, in tight quarters. I think not. So the, um, as soon as the conductor came by and was checking tickets, I asked if the train was fully sold. And she said, oh, no, you can, you can change your seat in the app. Boop, boop. It was free to change my seat off to the quiet car I went. So for me, it's worth the peace of mind and the comfort. And uh, I, that's just something that I'm going to do from now on. Like, I'm just not dealing with the mess. It, if I, don't if I, if I did not have to pay for two seats, every time I go someplace, I would, Lynn knows this, I'd be in first class every yep. time I fly. There would be the difference between paying for two $200 tickets and one $500 ticket. There would never ever you wouldn't catch leslie no place <laughs> and let somebody say something to me are you supposed to be in first class seriously but brooks and i almost always take the acela if mm -hmm. we're going to new york or whatever because if you book it early you can usually get it for not that expensive mm -hmm. sometimes if you wait till last minute yeah, it's a hundred dollars more than everything else yeah. but if you when we're planning trips and we have planned yeah. a lot of our vacations lately on the train we will get business class or the acela um, also I always use, and this is a tip when we go back to the movie, if you ever get a chance in your fare, planes, trains, whatever, to pick your seat, pick your seat. Oh, yes. Just, that goes without saying. Just don't just let them put you anywhere, particularly if you're right. flying alone and they'll just stick you in the middle. Right. Always, every, unless you like that. I don't. I don't know anyone who likes that. And by the way, unless it's like a young child being separated from their parent don't ask me to, to change your seat to change yeah no not happening that you, also I also witnessed that happen on the way back uh from Greece the the guy and his wife the guy was in the middle seat the wife was on the aisle and he asked the uh the guy in front of him uh to switch and so that made that guy have to go to a middle seat the man who picked the aisle seat for himself <laughs> gave up his aisle seat and went to the middle seat so 
the guy could sit with his wife and then they proceeded to fall asleep and not talk to each other you know through the whole flight so anyway oh, enough wow. of my personal views I just, no, you know, this is, if y'all know once, <laughs> once again this is why we do this show because these things people very seldom pick something that they're just casually interested in that doesn't have some deep thing whether it's serious or not in their life or they're like you know this thing is always whatever like we had, when we did the show with our dear friend brant about um spinal, spinal tap, tap and it was from isn't it okay just to be stupid just to have a movie that is delightfully smart and how stupid it is and so that was the whole discussion and so these things come either sometimes it's great things like that sometimes it's like and here's how life insurance almost killed my father so these yeah. things can well, go we relate to each other on many things on <laughs> on many, this friendship many things. yeah and, and by the way every time i have posted about this movie alicia has at least twice has posted how much for the damn cocoon so which is why i live with that because i that, that's why it's I our line that's it's our the, line how much the, for the damn cocoon it's so, the best line so georgia gets to uh Prague mm -hmm. um again she that was the beginning of her trajectory of if I, I have this money I'm gonna spend it I'm not gonna be um not just inconvenienced but I'm not gonna be uncomfortable I'm gonna be as comfortable as I want to be so it's and the comfort that other people believe that I do not deserve that, that the and yes these other people were white the guys the flight attendant wants her to inconvenience herself so this man yes. can lean back into her lap because she's not supposed to ask right or mm -hmm. expect the same comfort that other people get exactly mm. so she gets there she uh decides the traffic is too long so she mm. gets a uh, <laughs> she sees a sign for a helicopter so she takes a helicopter and jets in, literally flies in to the to the uh, driveway, right courtyard of yep. the Grand Hotel Grand Poop. Um, and when she lands, huh. the guy from um, from Flashdance, who I would just I know it's Michael Murray, but I call him the guy from Flashdance, who is a congressman and a senator, played by the really good looking Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, it who was is, all firing in this movie. Right. Who is a um, senator from her district and earlier on was yes. supposed to go to uh, come to her church to talk about a community initiative that they were doing. And then he doesn't come because he says he has business. Well, it turns out his business is skiing in Prague. Um so with campaign donations and yeah exactly so she gets there everyone immediately is like number one who is this woman they don't say this black woman well he does say hello sister because she's beautiful <laughs> but um she gets there her room isn't ready everyone wants to know who she is her room is not ready so they said the only room available is the presidential suite and she's like and Whoa. they say it in a way that they do not expect her much and they like pause. yes yes yeah, and they she, pause everybody's like oh. they kind of like turn and look like is she really gonna do it yep and she does it because again you said that tim mcgraw song which i'm sure we mentioned the last time we did this live like you were dying which was yeah. actually mm -hmm. one of my dad's favorite songs pre-cancer but then mm -hmm. later it's the idea of what would you do if you know um you you know if you live like tomorrow was a gift to quote the song that i love but um you had eternity to think of what to do with it 
what would, would you do, you do with, with it? it? What would yes. I do with it? Thank you. Skydiving. Anyway, so um, there is skydiving actually, or Rocky Mountain jumping, climbing, base jumping yes. in this movie. But so anyway, do any of that? No. So she, um, everyone is wondering, like you know, Madonna, Kianes, Estenia, who's that girl? Is wondering the whole time, like who she is, and but she's just living her life. She's not trying to bring attention to herself. She's no. just living the best life that this money can afford her. And once again, that money has also what allowed her the right to call attention to herself because like other people live their lives saying, I'm going to live for me. And if other people notice it, it's fine because I expect that I should take everyone else's attention. She has learned to live herself as a woman who's what is Queen Latif almost six feet. Yeah, she's tall. She's a tall yes. lady. That she should live her life small. And that she yeah. is supposed to live her life small and everyone else gets to take advantage of that. So you're right. When she learns as the movie goes on, the joy of being in her moment, the way that it, it affects her and her life, she cares little about how anybody else what everybody else Response. thinks of her. Yes. So, and it's so funny. We've taken so long. Um, I mean, we have more to talk about. So, but the this plot of perfect. the- It's perfect. I don't care. I don't care. So the part of the, the, the plot, continuing with the plot of the movie is basically she's she's doing it up. She's getting massages. She's going- She literally and, lets her hair down. She, she, just, she has it pulled down. back in the beginning. Yeah. She gets styled. She goes mm -hmm. and, and spends all this money in the boutique. Okay. The By the way, we all know that there is no way that a boutique in Switzerland has, I'm sorry, in Prague, in Prague has that many clothes in her size just on hand. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they were creative with that. But I also noticed this time they were like, oh, we can try. She said, yes. make me international. And they give her the little up and down look. And they're like, we can try. So yes. there are these little like, kind Snide. of microaggressions yeah and comments throughout the movie where people pause and look at her and look her up and down and think she doesn't belong here or she doesn't you know this is not her usual um scene and it's so interesting as so as the movie goes on and so timothy hutton plays the um this retail giant who was actually recently bought the, the department store where she works, she works yeah. and he and his quote assistant unquote who his mistress. Having, his mistress um i mean she does work for him but but yeah. also she's his mistress um are there and they are basically courting the uh to the congressman and and his wife who's there with his wife and also the senator basically it's kind of i scratch on back you you i'll scratch yours trying to help them with donations but also that they can get things through for him yep. that will help yeah. him in his retail empire and so um everybody is sort of like wondering like who she is is she supposed to be there and so there's this um amazing scene uh where um she goes down and she eats and they're in the dining room and they're sitting at the table <laughs> and she's where she is and the cursing comes to them and he, the waiter, comes to the table of the big party and they're like, can you do this without the dairy, this without that? There was something funny that you- The comment. 2000s, by the way, people were a very sad time. Right. Well, the yeah. fact that everyone was like- What about diet culture? Oh, yeah. yeah well, take, Gina's, 
Go ahead. So Giancarlo Esposito says, and I would, I'm going to find the line. There's some, there's some, um, oh, can you do the burr without the blanc? Without the blanc? Or the blanc without the burr, yes. Blanc without the burr. And that just made me howl. But yeah, Leslie, like you said, everything was fat-free this. Yeah. Um, whatever. And she orders everything again another microaggression where she asks about this or that and they go well you know you could do this or that kind of impatient she goes well i'm just going to order them both then yeah she's like so you're telling me that these specials are only available tonight and he says yeah she goes great i'll have them both because once again that's what she wants to do and she doesn't think that a her cholesterol is going to matter anymore her weight's going to matter anymore b the money's going to matter anymore she's in this literally once in a lifetime thing because she thinks she is now what like two weeks or so to live so she's gonna go for it so my favorite character in the movie is the chef played by Gerard Depardieu and she goes to they go and they give him the ticket he goes this is for one person and then he goes, this is a woman? And no substitutions. No substitutions. And mm-hmm. he's so excited because he's obviously, chefs do these beautiful, it's science, it's a balance, it's a, a a mixture of all these things, and it's done in a delicate balance. People say, can you just take everything that made this dish special off of it <laughs> so I can still right. pretend that I, I'm eating it, but I'm literally just eating a piece of chicken on a plate? And so he realizes this person is excited enough and has the money enough to to eat everything and he says i must meet this person so timothy hutton's character once again because this is how rich people get mm-hmm. is telling everyone at the table obviously the chef loves me he'll see he'll come out and say hello to me so he sees him walk out into the dining room and assumes that he's coming to see their table and instead he goes to george's table mm-hmm. and it's like so who, who is this nobody that you know and the senator even says i wish i could command attention like that yes yeah. and, and that's such a a thing about that this movie was about is that when people are trying to figure out who she is, I won't sing the Madonna song again, but there's this whole thing about, we talked about Gunther, who was the valet for the floor, who would come in and shine people's shoes and hang mm-hmm. up her clothes or whatever. People talking about how nice she is. And she goes, well, she's a fraud. I know that yeah. she's, a, I don't know. I just know she's a fraud. And there's this whole idea of, she I that's when we thought you were somebody or and it's this mm-hmm. whole idea of what your value is and what does it mean to be somebody and what does it mean Timothy Hutton thought he was somebody because he had money and, mm-hmm. and because he could control people right because he and, was and, mean. That, and it didn't register to him that Gerard Depardieu was not that person that he said this woman is important because she appreciates what I do and she appreciates the work and the care that I put into this. He felt he was an important person, Timothy Hutton, because he was who he was. And so the fact that everyone doesn't get that is like you're speaking a different, you're literally speaking a different language to them. They don't understand it. There are all these commercials nowadays, and there's one with hilarious Jennifer, what's her name? Jennifer uh, Coolidge? No, uh, Jennifer Coolidge, that's her name, right? Yeah. Yes. The commercials for like Discover, which she's like, I'm so excited because you all did these cashback points for me and they go we do that for everybody she goes even so-and-so who took my bike when I was little she gets it too that made me laugh but this whole idea that, <laughs> that, that you think though that you're only you're the only one that's supposed to get things and your life is about the fact that you're exclusive and other people don't get mm. the things that you get so as the movie goes on again people are still trying to figure out 
because she she mentioned something about a meeting with the senator that he missed. And what, of course, she's talking about is the fact that he didn't come to her church. But this becomes repeated. So people think that she's some sort of like operative. Power or broker. Like, mm-hmm. right, she's some power broker. Um, she says she works in retail and people are like, oh, well, that must mean that she is, you know, something right. she literally Company from Walmart. Right. She literally works in retail. Yeah. And here's the other thing, two things. There is no way that a black woman, particularly of her stature, would be able to be a secret operative and have nobody know exactly who she was. Second of all, it always made me laugh that they had to figure out, they decided that she was there because of them because they couldn't imagine Uh, that she would be important for any other reason she doesn't fit so it has to mm -hmm. be every every woman i know has a story about Mm -hmm. someone who decided that they were this thing because i can't make my brain anymore i told a story um in a column recently but i interviewed this gentleman Mm -hmm. years and years ago was very lovely did this whole interview with him and then he says so how does it work does the reporter now take your notes and write the story because in his Mm -hmm. brain he could not Mm -hmm. imagine a black woman could be a young black woman a young black woman i wasn't that young i was married then so i was 40 but you look like you were 30 i look like that's not the point i know but yeah but it's true and he was old um and very lovely but that he had to create a man that did not exist Mm. for it to make sense why it was there and yeah people had to wrap their brain their brains around why she was there and no one ever thought that she was just there for her uh own entertainment and enjoyment it all had to be about them that's such a good that's such a good mm-hmm. point. Right. I mean, Kragen, Kragen, whatever his name is, the the retail giant. He thought at one point, Kragen, he he was he was hypothesizing that she was there to like take him down and make things difficult for him. Like yes. he was, I mean, he he displayed a lot of classic narcissistic traits. Like everything, like just insert it was all about him. It was all about as Georgia begins to become more um to become more assertive, she begins to also continue to remember and not forget what it was like to be a person who is not considered a person. So there's this very powerful scene to me when she turns a tie with a specific character where she's in the spa. And oh, yeah. there's a Alicia Witt's character who feels guilty about being a hoe, um, is terribly mean she's on the phone ignoring this woman she's during like, a massage con- she's on the con- conduct which massages are supposed to be um relaxing yet she's conducting business on the phone she's mad because she's up here you know being a side piece and she's taking it out on this woman who's just trying to do her job and georgia in a way that she never would have done a week earlier gets wrapped in a towel gets off of her massage bed or whatever and comes over and says you don't talk to this woman that don't talk to working don't talk to working people that way mm-hmm. and so now she's only apologetic because she believes that georgia is somebody she mm-hmm. believes that, oh i'm sorry miss bird I'm i sorry didn't mean I to disturb you, you. she right. didn't get it she doesn't get she doesn't hear don't talk to working people that way she hears oh no she's yelling at me because she's more important than me and now i have to make myself small because she demands it it's like you're not listening to me it's not me that you're bothering it's this woman and and when she makes the joke about why her neck hurts yes Mm -mm -mm -mm. 
talking about knees and zippers. Thank you. Um, and uh, and she says this in front, in front of Spicy. the people. And, and again, it's not to embarrass her, but it's no. like, this is your problem. And this is why you're like this. And then later, she, you know, Alicia Meets says to her, so it's that obvious that we're sleeping together. She's like, y'all. Yes, yeah. and you don't deserve that. And she goes, but if I, she has this later, maybe if I ever left, if I, if I stopped seeing him, I would have to quit my job mm. and I don't have a degree. She was supposed to go, go back. She's supposed to be, she left college to work this there, job. Right? Yep. And, and, and basically my trajectory is tied to this relationship. And if I leave him, I'm not going to be able to have a job. What am I going to do? And, um, Again, worthiness, <laughs> questioning Absolutely. her worthiness, and 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 Georgia says, "Well, then you go back to school. Like we 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 that's solvable." <laughs> you know? Exactly, and it's so interesting. Uh, so, um, our our mutual friend uh, Sandy Pope, who I call Sandy Pope, um, sent <laughs> me yesterday the um, trailer for the movie. It's like the Society of Magical Negroes. Have you uh. seen? this thing okay it, it looks so, like it started out as a good idea and then it's right. terribly wrong so it's the magical negro trope if people don't know this is a black person and sometimes it's a person of any color uh, of color um who is non-white uh but specifically in this trope it's it's black people who only exist to make the lives of white people in these movies or tv shows better like the green mile like the legend of bagger vance um the help the help right it's like they don't really they tried have, but they tried they don't really have their own lives the whole the whole movie is about how wonderful this white person's life is now because they were touched by the wisdom and the grace and the humility and the sacrifice often because then they die of this black person and so there's a movie that's coming out that's about this young black man who learns about the society and basically it starts as sort of like satire of yes. you know your job is to make white people happy and of course we know watching this that which shouldn't be this thing but it seems to take a turn but all that to say the reason i brought this up is that this movie could have been a magical negro movie uh last holiday but it, there are white people who got better because of her, but that was not her goal. Her, mm -mm, the movie right. was about her living her life and her yeah. making herself what she needed to be, and and that rubbing off on other, other on other people because they saw her example. But it wasn't that she was sacrificing herself to make them better, and that that was the goal in the movie. And at the end, it was going to end with the white her, the white protagonist usually going. Oh, we love, we love Georgia so much. Uh, no, it was her story and other people were better because of her story. They just happened to catch the shine while she was doing, mm -hmm. living her life, doing what she did. And um, I love that about, about this, about this movie. Okay. Um, so let's go back to, there's two people lead up. We mentioned Gunter, but we did not explain who Gunter was. Gunter. I did. I did. Oh yeah. But I mean, in relation to. I did. George, like deeply into Georgia. Well, Gunther is, I think, also suspicious of her too. That's what you I'm know, saying. How can, how can she afford to be here? Well, I talked about her saying um, she was a fraud. Yes, but I'm but I'm also saying that Gunther becomes a spy. With oh yeah yeah yes, that's what I'm talking about. Gunther becomes a spy uh, with uh, 
Cragen because she doesn't trust her and he doesn't trust her. So she says, he goes, here's some money. Can you snip into her stuff and figure out what it is about, what is she doing here? So of course, Gunther finds a letter that Georgia has written that basically says, if anybody finds this, I came here because I died and whatever so it's very sad because this woman is consigned to also she's not close enough to anyone in her family that she's going to bother telling that she's going to die alone in a, a hotel in Prague and, and that but she mentions that box line Alicia where she says I want to be cremated yeah. because I live my bo- life in a box I don't want to be buried in one buried, buried in one, one. Yeah. so she's in can you imagine well I don't go into it I, I'll just say I have a, a relative recently who died and he was dead for months and nobody knew um because he well someone knew but nobody else knew and he did not live his life in a way in which he was connected to other people where they would miss him if they didn't see see him for five months and five months five months and it's a whole big thing and it, it got all figured out and i'm very sad about that but it just tells you if you live your life either antagonistically or small in a way that you don't affect other people this woman in this movie affects like a bunch of other people's lives irrevocably irrevocably thank you in a matter of days but she has mm-hmm. to believe first that she's about to die to mm-hmm. be in a place where she can do it so she leaves this letter and <sighs> gunther finds it yes and so even so before even leading up to this one thing that we should say is in the other things about her living her life is that she's doing things like base jumping and she learns how to ski and again people making them their stuff about you right yes timothy hudden's character decides that she's challenging him and yes. that he needs to do the things and she's not even thinking about his butt not thinking about him not right. thinking about him at all and then he goes and completely punks out and he doesn't do it and he's (laughs) he's blaming equipment failure mechanical failure but he really just didn't have the courage to jump but he was trying to save face in front of his you know colleagues so yes and because once again like and she cannot he cannot fathom a world where she as this person who's not supposed to be there exists without it having something to do right she can't be centered in her own life he's no he's got to be the center no no so Gunther then decides to be nice to her. She and this is the beautiful line reading where she goes, "Oh, Madame or whatever," and she has the letter to her chest. Like she's yeah. really touched. Mm-hmm. She's really touched. Um, and the rest of the staff, like Lynn said, who she has championed in front of people and is nice to, mm-hmm. are like she's a wonderful person. She's a great. She's, person. They, they, yeah, they said she's one of the I think the best people that has ever yeah. come through here. Um, she yeah she yeah she had an impact in a very short amount of time and she doesn't become a mean girl she doesn't become now that i have this it's not like a jim carrey movie where he starts out nice or whatever and then things happen he becomes like woo and then he learns his lesson she is a nice person throughout but what she doesn't do is suffer fools gladly yeah exactly she does she does tell people like she's up front with alicia witt that she needs to leave him i, I know what the situation is that you're in and you need to leave him. She tells the senator, um, you were supposed to come to my church. And he tries to, because he's coming on to her the whole time. Yes. I mean, the senator has a thing for her. And she's in kind the, of like. In the hot tub, yeah. Right. And she's so and, creepy. I was like, ooh, that's up, Dan Carlo. And she, yeah, so, he was, yeah, he got way too, I mean, he's too just familiar. an assumption, way too familiar, way too close. And she <laughs> also says, these are not, what are you doing here with these people? 
she's like Gunther says that to Georgia, right? Yes. Like, why are you spending the new year with these horrible with people? With these horrible people. You should be with people that you love. Right. Yeah. And we know people that she loves. Speaking Sean. of which, Sean goes to the house because he's looking for her. So she's quit, obviously. Well, what so. he find what well, first the doctor says that she's dying first, right? Yes. Well, the doctor d- did another scan while she's away on her holiday. The doctor is the doctor is also deeply affected by her too, Doctor Vista. And he has not been right since he gave her the diagnosis. You know, I, I think it, he was just deeply impacted. Yeah he's troubled by her case and so something kept bugging him and he actually went back and put himself self in the scanner and what does he find he finds that he has the exact same lesions in the exact same place and he's like what what are the odds of this like it's the machine and we learned earlier that uh i didn't catch this the first time but when i rewatched he said that um the, the machine was this the ct machine was uh it was new to them it was new he's like oh we got a new machine but well new to us so that's right. just another like oh my goodness uh, about healthcare. but so you said so sean goes goes to her house he gets this diagnosis he hears about the diagnosis because she doesn't find out about the machine until gunter tells her right at in the right, window right Right, so right. he so he comes he fi- talks to the little boy he finds out he, he goes through the book of possibilities and you know what I love when he sees his face in the book of possibilities he is not weirded out no. he was not creeped out he kind of chuckled at it he chuckled and because he liked her because he liked yeah, her he, he already liked her he was here for it I I exactly I love that that he was like okay let's go so, so he decides to go to Prague to find her and there's a scene i hate to tell you i don't like anybody i don't like any of you who i love three of my dearest people he gets there and he finds that the traffic is still terrible and there's a storm coming there's an avalanche or something it's an right? avalanche coming and he doesn't go that's a sign from god i'm turning back now i believe i believe i believe i don't want to die in an avalanche um but he decides he undeterred. undeterred undeterred going after his lady to, to keep going so in the in this we're get coming up we're coming up on new year's eve so he walks mm-hmm. five he walks. miles yes so in the meantime in the snow in the snow and the cold tell us what's happening something <laughs> something is coming to a head back at the hotel mm-hmm. so uh, well so when- craig and kind of he thinks that he's going to expose oh yeah georgia at the, at the new year's eve dinner i guess right and, because, and so he's like and people have at this point, she's actually gone and cooked with um the with Chef DDA and um they've bonded, they have a whole friendship going. They have a whole yeah. thing. He knows of her supposed diagnosis and I love I you're right, I love their friendship. And so Cragen, like you said, right, he uh quote unquote outs her, even though she has never claimed to be, to be these things right. they decided he decided you're pretending to be rich she is rich it's just not the way they think she is you're pretending to be a big shot she never said she was and so now that he's embarrassed because he found that she's an underling of his who wait who makes almost no money thousand dollars a year 
dollars a year. He quoted it at the table, you know, to embarrass as, a, her. as an insult. Yeah. Yes. And she's not and embarrassed then, by that. And I, and I also thought $29,000 a year, because I think last year when we discussed this, we were trying to speculate how much money did she actually have saved in her IRA in 2006? You know, <laughs> let's just say she worked at this retail job for, I don't know, 15 years. She seems right. like a loyal person, you know, on that kind of salary, even if she was saving five percent which is hard to do on that salary you know I don't know the number but she had enough to blow it all <laughs> but um and can can we go back to Gunther for a moment because yes. Gunther has kind of a moment of uh I guess conscience because at yes. first you know she takes the money she's she's buying through her things oh, yeah. um and then I guess it's after is it after she finds the a after uh, she finds the, the letter, letter she she tells Craig that 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 um <clears throat> that Georgia is you know one of his employees and that but she says but that's all I'm telling you and here's your money back I want your money yes because and once again he everything is about him he's a narcissist and a terrible person a and terrible so person. he he outs her he thinks he's embarrassing her and she's like fine okay right. she's and, like and none she, of this is this is all true exactly you know, she's not denying anything yeah. And she decides um, that she's going to go um, back home and she's going to find Sean because she's right. She doesn't want it because Gunther says she'll stay with her till the end. And she's like, you know what? I don't think I want to just stay here and wither away. I, if I have any time, I'm going to fight for, for, you know, what? So at that time, at that point though, is when they find that Cragen has now taken himself to the top of well to his to his room because Alicia yeah. Witt has everyone left him. left him. Everyone yeah. left him one by one at the table when they found out Georgia was dying, and you know right. he was there trying to insult her. So he is feeling like a prime jackass, as he should at yeah. this point. Yeah. And he takes the bottle of champagne, and you know he's left by himself in the act. So he's up. He goes up to his room. And right. he's on the ledge. He's on the ledge. And so everyone's trying to talk him down. So she goes up, Georgia goes up to talk to him. And they have a kind of good, sort of good heart to heart about basically you, you don't have to be this person. And she, she mentions, he asks her if she see if she has a boyfriend and she goes, well, not really, but there's somebody I like his name is Sean. And at that time you heard her, Sean go from LL Cool J from the ground say Georgia she goes oh my gosh this thing is progressing so <laughs> so quickly call my voice I hear him yeah, calling my name <laughs> and, and he goes no really there's a guy down there <laughs> calling your name <laughs> so she talks him he comes up she talks what's his name literally off the ledge uh, everybody comes back in um, Gunther and, tells her. Gunther tells her she's right. not dying because she Gun got the facts from Dr. Gupta at the hotel. Right, exactly. A fact. I know because I was thinking, how are they going to tell her? She gets the facts, and then. By the way, children, a facts is for <laughs> facsimile machine. It is when people would sign a document, pre-scanner, and email like this, and they would send a video, a photocopy of it to where you were and then you would take it out of this machine much like a often a copy machine when As, yes when we bought our house in 2011 is the most i have ever used a fax machine and the most i would ever because you have to scan everything and they, they need to see them signatures 
mm-hmm. right then. And that was before really a lot before I guess people were doing a lot of like attaching things to things. Yeah. When I bought my house three years ago, it was everything was DocuSign. Mm-hmm. DocuSign is wonderful. DocuSign, DocuSign is great. great. It's how I and do all my contracts. You pick your signature. So yeah, no more faxes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but, so. But, but I have to say though, as someone who still loves a paper check, there is something to be said though about having things like tangibly in your hand because people can't, oh, we didn't send them like, I got it right here, baby. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm a proof. I, I'm a receipt person, honey. I will show you. Um, I blames you. So it fast forwards to a year later, right? A yeah. Year later, so where she has, and she and Sean have opened a restaurant in New Orleans. I, I, I do have one question because he, Sean also said when he went to Prague to get her, he also quit his job. So they, oh, know, yeah. they both quit. I did, you know, just wonder about this, but you know, it's, it's, it's Hollywood. It's like, wait, she liquidated everything. How did yes. she afford to open this restaurant? Do you think that DDA was maybe an investor? Like, a, I like that. Because I like you, that. I'm going with that. Yeah, because you see him in the uh, kitchen with her. Yes. On her opening day, and so I'm wondering if he invested. I assume. Were you going to say Sam? Sam? Let's go with she that. She won a fortune in the casino. Oh, oh that's, that's right. True. She won a hundred thousand dollars. That's right. They were all it's not the uh, starter restaurant anyway. Yeah, oh, yeah. she uh, uh, at roulette, and she I kept betting on black seventeen. There were a lot of significant dates uh, on the seventeenth for her. That's right, and they all followed along with her, and they won some money too. That's right. Thanks, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Um, because she was credit worthy, and she opens this restaurant. And we see all of these things of what has happened to all the people at the end of the movie that Miss, Miss, uh, what was her name? Alicia Witt's character mm-hmm. has um, gone back to school and she has gone into um, spa, uh, management. spa management and you see the the young woman who she had been mean to. Yes. I guess they're, she's one of her clients and she, I'm trying to think of else, um, Mr. Um, oh, the Dr. horrible Gupta. Dr. Gupta um, had a moment. He quit. And he quit and he goes to an ashram and is in self-health and Mr. Cragen actually decides to be one of his disciples and he's like, um, well, that's because Cragen uh, lost his, uh, well, oh, yeah. his wife divorced him and took everything he had. That's right. And yeah. Mr. Adamian, who was the, th- that was mean, who was the mean. Yes. Guy got hit by a car and died. Um, uh, on his phone. Oh right, right. Well, on his phone. Just talking on his phone. Walking across the street, and Gunther becomes a detective, so she can oh, right. really she look through people's stuff. <laughs> and it's all silly. And that that's like you know the time where they would have like everything. It's like a clearly fake you know cut out of a person you know against the background or whatever. But right. what I loved about this movie, except for Mister Damien, who they decided just to kill. It is a surprisingly not mean spirited movie. We grew up in in with these terrible movies like Revenge of the Nerds and stuff, where something terrible had to happen to the mean person. Like they had to like be covered. Their car had to be you know covered in crap or something, or birds had to poop on them. It was a lot of poop stuff, or they had so to lose food. their scholarship. Something bad had to happen to them, and besides once again the guy that dies um 
and that that had nothing to do with her. She didn't set that in motion. That just happened because he was a terrible person. Um, and Timothy Hutton, you know, giving away all his money and stuff. Though these were decisions that everything that happened to these people were based on decisions that they made because her life was not about vengeance. She right. was not a person that was going to go out of her way because, like Lynn said, that's not why she was there. That's not why she was there. It's a it's a wonderful movie, and I it goes back to like I said. I know people listen to things and go, "Why can't it just be a heartwarming movie about whatever?" Because nothing is ever just about whatever, particularly what involves black women. So there is a message to it. There is it couldn't it they could have made this movie as Sam said. Oh Sam, what happened in the other movie? <laughs> okay, so it's one of Alec Guinness's first like. <gasps> main main leading man roles and he was amazing but he plays a salesman um who gets a you know uh it's, it's a very similar the, the frame but and it will you know it was it was it was a very film noir presentation it was very dark it was a very mm. british class high low thing which to be honest Whoever the principal writer on the 2006 one adroitly kept that dynamic going, ah. mm. you know, translated it, and it's sad that it works so well from the one to the other. But um, it's a lot smaller movie. There aren't the big grand gestures. You know, he find he he doesn't go out and buy a whole new wardrobe. He finds you know, like in a secondhand shop or something somebody had left a pair of uh uh suitcases with uh, a wardrobe that fits him perfectly mm. so you know he basically was he basically played up the upper class thing and, and slid it very very similar thing where it goes horribly weirdly awry uh -oh. is at the end of it this is not a happy ending movie uh -oh. at the end of it he is out taking a drive after he gets the good news he's gonna live He's made these connections. Life's going to be good. An elderly dog runs in front of him. He swerves and gets hit by a lorry. What? And that kind of and in this in there was they're they're having a dinner. Everybody's happy that he had you know you know gotten good news. Everybody loved it. And then like so almost the last scene is one of the rich guys like well he didn't bother to show up and just slagging him off as he's dying in the hospital saying give them my love. Oh no! It was, just, oh. it was such a dark film noir sensibility to it. Mm -hmm. uh, well, this but... is all—that is all terrible. And you know what I <laughs> love, though. Number one, that's awful. But I love too that they did not make that decision in this movie to do that because, again, going back to the whole like magical Negro thing, that would have been horrible if everyone else had got, gotten good things. And, she and then she died. Die. No, no, she and got the she... ending she deserved in this. I mean, we wouldn't be here talking about it if it was that kind of ending. Oh no, we just so, wouldn't. This, this is not as done by Jordan Peele. That's oh, not no, this movie exactly. at all. And she does, and they do get married skydiving. Yes, right. Rocky so Michael. I would just like to say, as we wrap this up. One of the things I love about this show the most, like I said, it's it's and it's I, we have conversations. Our conversations often veer from really, really funny and ridiculous to something very deep and possibly dark and then someplace else. But I think we should take up space. Whoever you are, yeah, you should take up space, not other people's space, so they have to get a cocoon. Don't be in someone else's lap, but take up the space that is not only that you pay for, in a, in a sense, but also 
don't say you're an aspiring writer if you're actually a writer. Don't make yourself an intern in your own life. Don't make yourself as from the holiday, the the best friend character in when you're the leading lady. Don't be a person that believes that the world has dictated your smallness. I am here to tell you, I am at a, at 52. I'm in a job that I've wanted all my life because I decided that it was okay for me to believe that I could speak. I could be a voice for a publication, not the voice, but a voice for a publication. Literally, as we were talking and I was checking my things, I got a text that we had people said, Hey, people over 40, write a tweet slash X about things you've done over 40. And I wrote, Oh, I did all these things since 40, between 40 and 52. Jake Tapper whose show I was on, just retweeted it and said, one of the best things that happened this year is that I met Leslie and I was familiar with her writings. So don't don't make yourself small. Also, Mm -hmm. Jake Tapper, be on my show. Be on our show. Please, Jake Tapper. Yes, please, Jake. And Alicia will come back. (laughs) 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 Jake Tapper. Anyway. I'm always coming back. This is amazing. Um, but once again, we can't assume Alicia has time to come back. She don't want to go to our bluegrass show. She might have That's something true. else to do. We Not don't know. Bluegrass, but I will always come back for this podcast. You all know I love you. I love, oh, I love you, these girl. conversations that we have. You know, if people don't know us and our friendship. These are conversations that we have um, all the time. Regardless, <laughs> you know, when we're, yeah, without recording. So I, I just love the opportunity and love hanging with you guys. So, you ladies. The, th- the thing the thing that got elided during this entire thing oh do you feel that this was cheesy this thank movie? you sir if so <laughs> do you care damn well we i'm gonna you, say man. once again yeah thanks for bringing it back to the theme of the podcast i'm gonna say what i said last year which is no absolutely not i don't think it's cheesy i love this movie i stand by it it's gonna be a favorite forever and I don't really care what anyone thinks. Cut is... and print. Cut and print. Thank you guys so much for being here. And happy holidays. Uh, you will be hearing this, I believe, on the 26th of the day after Christmas. But the 20... I... uh, yeah. No, actually, no. It's going to be the 2nd. It's going to be uh, January 2nd. So we'll still be in New Year's yes time. well the, i'm not taking we didn't take our tree down until march last year so it's all yeah. christmas to me right i mean um, on the 26th we will have uh a show about rankin bass uh, that's right well you would have heard it already <laughs> we're moving back in time we're magical anyway <laughs> i had to it was right there thank you guys so much <laughs> uh thank you lynn thank you sam thank you my beautiful alicia thank you ll cool j for existing thank you queen latifah for being so tall thank you Gerard and having Bardu. beautiful ha- and yeah beautiful hair queen latifah girls thank everybody and as i say always thank you guys for listening keep it easy keep it breezy keep it yuletide keep it cheesy Au revoir. Bye. but eat the breed because it's fancy eat okay. the breed yes Bye. <laughs>